Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Gregory, Jason Strudwick, Connor Halley roll through. Busy day with you and have the Sports Theater TSN 1260. Gregor's show is always presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can listen here. Uh, maybe you're listening on iHeartRadio. Like uh, Dave, hey, guys, I mean, listening uh, on iHeartRadio since 6 this morning kept me awake from Edmonton and just about to Portage La Prairie for the Centennial Cup. Awesome job, guys. Go Steinbach Pistons from Dave. Well, there you go, Dave. Good luck to the Pistons. It's a good trek from uh, uh, Edmonton to Portage La Prairie. Nice. I like it. You can always get involved in the show. You can text us at 10 12 60, email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, Jay Gregor, TSN 1260.ca. As we get to Struds On, brought to you by GS Construction. Locally owned and operated company. They do all the work that you rarely see underground, but it's equally important. All they do is hope to remind you to uh, be alert cautious during construction zones let all those construction workers get home safe from gs construction the jason greger show presents struts on new cans i was just thrilled to get a new can god slip that thing on strutting around the dress room show everybody what it's all about look at this new can Hey, looking good. The ten twelve sixty text line. Thank you for everyone uh, sex uh, sex texting. Jeez. <laughs> tea bags. I don't believe in tea bags. I use loose leaf tea, and it is so much better than the tea bags. I'll eat tea bags. I mean, I'll. <laughs> himself. I've got nice bowling ball shoulders, a decent head of hair, and a big organ that needs to be heard. It's time for Struds On. Hey! deserves two games. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I'll fire everybody up again. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about, let's assume in this scenario that uh, uh, we already know Nurse has got one game, and I'm going to assume that Petrangelo has uh, a game suspension as well. So now it really comes down to what happens from here? You know, because there's still games to be played. They're not moving on to play other teams. Uh, there's a huge game five uh, coming up on Friday. Connor McDavid said that, I'm paraphrasing, but, you know, it's up to the owners now to have two good games in a row, not just one in a row, and then have, you know, an off game. So what happens moving forward? Nurse is a huge part of the Edmonton owners. I think he brings uh, a swagger to the group on the back end, so athletic, skates well, um, you know, obviously intimidating presence, defends hard, uh, you know, makes the plays, kills penalties. That's that should be noted. He's on the second unit power play, not you know not not that he's not good at it, but he's on the second unit, so there's a bit of flexibility there with him and Ekholm. On the other side, you get Petrangelo. Petrangelo is um, you know he's also he's a huge part of their team. 
I'm guessing if, if Stone was the captain, he would be the captain of the team. Right shot, D-man plays a ton of minutes as well. Both power play and penalty kill. Uh, plays just like Darnell against other teams' top lines or, or top whatever, two lines, whatever it is. So he's a big part of it and creates a lot of offense for this group. Um, so when you look at it, you know, what, what is their advantage or disadvantage? And I would, I would suggest to you all that the, the disadvantage, if, if both players are out, uh, is more on Vegas. And that's not a slight at um, Darnell. I think I'll, I'll get to what, where the Oilers struggle without Darnell. But without Petrangelo, Petrangelo is a huge part, huge part of the group. Um, you know, he, he pairs up with uh, um, uh, Martinez. They play a ton between the two of them. They're playing, you know, what is it, like 45 minutes a night out there. Then it drops down to McNabb and Theodore. And Theodore had a really tough night last uh, week, by the or last night, by the way. And then it goes down to Haig and Mike Cloud. And then you got to figure out who jumps in. You know, I, I don't know if you're, you're bringing in maybe Hutton, you know, would be the guy to come in just because he's a little bit older. Uh, who knows? But it would be a, a pretty sharp drop-off because I'm guessing, and I'm get, I'm just guessing here, I'm guessing that maybe White Cloud would jump up and play with uh, Martinez, then leave McNa- McNabb and Theodore, then be Haig, and then if it is Hutton. Uh, that would be a line you're pretty, pretty comfortable playing against uh, if, you're, if you're the Empton Oilers. On the other side, I think it's as simple as moving Kulak up beside CC. Um, then you still you play the the dominant pair would still be um, Ekholm and uh, obviously Bouchard. I think those guys would see their minutes jump. Um, you know, Bouchard can still use the power play to be the power play. It would mean that Kulak and CC would probably go out there for the penalty kill. You might I don't because I don't know how many you want to mix up with the pairing. So is it Kulak? Maybe you go Ekholm. Darnay, you number one. Then you go Kulak, CC. Uh, in a real tight pinch, maybe you go Ekholm, CC. When you, you know, if it's a real tight, tight game at, at later in the game, you put that in. But make no mistake, both teams are going to be missing their players. Uh, these, they're, they're defensive leaders, and it's crazy that both are kind of out on separate plays, which is, you know, if if it does work out that way. But Greg's Connor, I'm here to tell you, I believe that it would be. Not that there's a huge advantage, but if you're going to be missing two demon, I think that Oilers got a little bit of advantage with Petrangelo out, uh, as opposed to Vegas getting an advantage with Nurse out. Yeah, I'm not sure I agree with you. Um, only, I I think that, um, well, I guess the one advantage Edmonton is is they're bringing in a lefty for a lefty. Um, Petrangelo is a righty. Now, they could bring in Braden Pacal, but I'd be surprised. I think it's going to be Ben Hutton, so that means they'll have five lefties. Um, see, t- to me, like Nurse plays all – he still plays the majority of the tough minutes, right? Kulak hasn't done that. So now you're going to ask Kulak to play a lot of tough minutes, or you're going to ask Bouchard to play more tough minutes than he has. So either way, you're asking someone to play more minutes than they have. Like Darnell Nurse was their best player on the ice last night. So um, the, the way he played lately, I think it's – uh, I'll be curious to see how the minutes are uh, are, are spread out um, because last game, like Brett Kulak, five on five, played as many minutes as Nurse. They played the exact same amount of minutes. So now that Nurse is out, like how many more minutes can Kulak play? Echo, and I'm talking five on five. Now maybe the game will be less shorthanded and stuff. But, uh, you know, if you look at five-on-five, five, Kulak and Nurse were both at 14.25, and Ekholm was at, uh, was at 12.13. Uh, obviously, on the PK, you know, Nurse played 504. He was a tower. I think that's where they miss him a lot because, you know, he played 304, CC 348, Ekholm was 304, and then uh, Vincent DeHarnay was 204. 
So you're taking the guy who played the most minutes on the penalty kill. The penalty kill has been very good as of late. And and now you're taking him out of there. I think that's actually a pretty big blow. Whereas as if, if you look at uh, at Vegas's um, penalty kill minutes, you know, Petrangelo, uh, he also plays the most. But uh, McNabb and, and White Cloud, are, they were a lot closer. So I'm curious to see, you know, Alex Martinez. It's funny. Alex Martinez doesn't play a lot of penalty kill struts um, for uh, for them. So both teams are actually, you know, they're missing their best penalty kill guy. Um, the power play obviously isn't going to be affected. No offense to the second unit, but they don't play very much. Um, so I, I think it might impact, um, like, I, I think, you know, Edmonton, they're both losses. The fact that Hutton's a left shot maybe is what pushes it over the uh, over the limit. But when you look at who they're playing against, to me that's the that's the big one, right? And and Darnell Nurse has has played a lot of the uh, of the tough minutes uh, in the series and historically all year long. And and Petrangelo, obviously, if I looked at his game last night, he played the most minutes um, against McDavid. Right, and then funny enough, Nurse. <laughs> but uh, he played the most minutes against McDavid. So hey, I guess you can say it's a benefit to Edmonton because you're taking a guy. So now, you mentioned White Cloud last. Uh, White Cloud last night against McDavid played. Do do do. Well, two thirty-seven. So you know it's funny. White Cloud faced more of the third line. So him jumping up is probably a bigger gap. For him, which which I wonder, do they potentially split up their second pair hmm. rather than their first pair, or do they put Theodore and McNabb more out against McDavid? That to me is going to be the the uh, the matchup battle. Now I'm with you. I assume it's one game, but if Petrangelo's two games, which I believe he should be, I don't think he will, but I think he should. Um, that's when I think it's a huge advantage um, for Edmonton because I think Edmonton is going to win Game Five on the road struts. I really do. You know, and and I should have included in that is that the one problem with this, let's just assume they both get one game. The one problem for the Oilers is that you're on the road. And so if you're third pairing, which I think we know is going to be Broberg and Darnay, they're not going to get a lot of ice time. So you're going to have those other four guys. Those other four guys are going to be out there a ton. I, 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 you know, I, I, like a ton means they could be, they're all, well, they're all going to be over 20 minutes for sure. Now, you know, I'd guess they'd, I guess uh, at home, I think he'd approach 24, 25 minutes. I really, I really think that would happen, Greg. So he'd be way up there. Um, it'd, it'd be, it's, because Nurse is at 23, right? And now, yeah. who, so Darnay and Broberg, are you going to play those guys 15 minutes out there? I think it's unlikely. So my question to you quickly, and then we'll go to break. Are you starting Kulak with who? I'll go Kulak CC at home. And Bouchard, and I know it's not ideal, but both teams would be in a similar boat, right? Yeah. See, I wonder if they go Kulak and Deharnay, keep them together, and then play Broberg and CC. But Kulak and Deharnay are your second pair now. No, I. I we think seen, it's going to be I, oh, Mama. See, I th- you I, know I what, know what you're saying? Yeah. Save I think it. that yeah. the second and third pair are going to be split. Right, like okay. I think yeah. CC's going to play with Kulak, and sometimes he's going to play with Broberg, depending on the situation. All right, like it's not going to be ideal, but both teams yeah. are going to be dealing with it, right? Yeah, I just don't. Do they want to play two rookies together to start? Uh, that's maybe. 
Maybe. It'd be interesting. I think they might just play Broberg with CeCe to start and see how it goes. That'll be fun to watch, to, uh, to see how it goes. Quick break. We'll come back on The Gregor Show with Struds and Connor, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. You can text us at 101260 or email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox. Jay Gregor, tsn1260.ca. 429, Evan the Sports Theater, TSN 1260. Jason Gregor. Jason Frederick. Connor Halley with you. You can always get involved. Text us, 101260. Email us in our Jiffy Lube inbox, jgregortsn1260.ca, as it's time to go to the WHL report. Brought to you by All Tech Supply, the only Canadian-owned Valve Master distributor that exclusively supports your local supply store. Go to alltechsupply.com, strength through distribution. Of course, it was the uh, congratulations to all those who were drafted today. Remember, if you weren't drafted, do not fret one second. We can give you the whole list of players. Who, uh, who were not drafted in the WHL draft that went on to uh, very good WHL careers and NHL careers. So uh, don't fret for one second about it. If anything, look at the positive. Hey, now you get to pick where you want to go. It's a benefit. Uh, our next guest, uh, well, he's focused on the draft, of course, but might have something a little bit bigger on mine right now. He is the GM of the Seattle Thunderbirds, and they are into the WHL final. Bill LaForge joins us back again on the show. Bill, welcome back. How are you doing? Good, Greg. Thanks for having me. Hey, it's good to talk to you again, my man. Geez, you're just wheeling and dealing here uh, leading up to the uh, deadline as a GM. And you know, I get it. You know what, Tay? Hey, in, in junior hockey, there's a certain window because you can't say oh, our window's 10 years, it's six years. It's, it's maybe three, right, because of uh, just – kids age out so you decided to, to push all your chips in this year with trades um was there any concern of like thinking okay it's going to take a while for the guys to gel and did you see that for a bit because it seems like your team has become much more cohesive in the playoffs yeah you know what we we took a lot of time to look into the players that we were acquiring um you know you started with pro cop and he knew siona and and davidson so some of our older guys he was already in with those guys. And then, you know, you had Dylan Gunther to the list. He knew those guys as well. So we, we did a pretty deep dive into everyone's character and how they would fit within our group. And, um, you know, I couldn't be happier with the way they, they came in and gelled as a team. And, you know, a lot of credit to our coaching staff for that. They We do, uh, you know, a lot of stuff together as a team. It's a really close group. So when new guys come in, they tend to, uh, to you know, get themselves within the group pretty quickly. So, we have a great coaching staff, and and we, you know, we traded for good players, but we traded for great people, and that to me is uh, something that's really important. Bill, I considered boycotting this interview because your team beat my Canvas Blazers four <laughs> two, but uh, because we have a, a long-standing relationship, I will uh, indulge you with an interview if that's okay. Thanks, Reggie. Appreciate it. <laughs> so when you look, you look at your your group and and take us through some of these series. You know they've been the first two were you know pretty quick, but this last one is four two. Is that you know is that important for your group to have a little bit of that battle tested against a, a really good opponent in Kamloops heading into now would it be Winnipeg? Yeah, and I think you know every every playoff series has its own challenges and its own adversity. I think that you know the first two rounds were sweeps and. Um, you know, they don't look like they're taxing, but in, in fact, they actually are. It, just because a series goes four straight doesn't mean it's not, you know, emotionally taxing during the games. And um, I thought both uh, Kelowna and Prince George, you know, provided a good stiff test for us. But, you know, when you get to Kamloops, they're, they're a great hockey club, well-coached, uh, extremely deep. So it was a little bit more um, strenuous, I guess you could say, but I, I thought our guys handled it very well. Um, 
you know, the games were, were competitive. They were fast. It was a very high quality of hockey out there. So um, I think it's important for us. We've, we've put ourselves in this position now, and um, we're ready to go. We're excited. Bill, as a GM of, of a WHL team, when one of your players has his NHL rights traded, do you have to have a conversation? I'm talking about, of course, Reed Schaefer. He was traded from Edmonton to uh, to Nashville as part of the Ekholm deal. And I know he had you know, he's an he's an Edmonton area kid and was always very excited there. Do you have to have a conversation just to ensure that you know he's in the right spot? Yeah, I think. I mean, when you uh, when you have these guys for the three or four years, you become quite close with them as as people. So I, I went to check on Reed Schaefer, the the person, not as much the hockey player. You know, I just said, "Hey, Reed, are you good?" And he was. He was like, yeah, it's, uh, I understand, I get it. So um, I, I checked on him. I, I don't know if it's something, um, you know, he, he needed, but I, I just thought it was important from from my point of view just to let him know that, uh, you know, if he needed something, we were we were there for support. And um, you know, I just told him, hey, I know I know Trotsky quite well, and you know, you're going to a you're going to a good spot, and you're a good hockey player. So whoever gets you is going to be excited. So um, yeah, we did that. And again, like I said, our, our group's so close that. You know, uh, everyone was was looking for Rito to make sure he was okay. So he had uh, he had lots of support that day. But at the end of the day, you know what? Uh, Nashville got a, a really good hockey player. You know, Bill, you keep talking about how your group is so close. Maybe can you take us through things that you know, you, you, maybe you or the coaching staff has done. Um, you know, I know you talked about them getting together and hanging out, but are there like, is there anything planned, or is it just organic because of the, the leadership you have and a guy like Lucas Siona ready? Yeah, I, I think it's it's a little bit of both. I mean, our we're we're fortunate to be in a you know quite a nice area of the world. Uh, our guys have been to two NHL playoff games in a suite. They, you know, they went to uh, a baseball game together. But but more than that, I mean, you can't you can force people to be together, but you can't force them to come together. And I think that uh, you know we Siona, you know Ty Bauer before him, Jared Davidson. Those guys, you know, are such great leaders and they make sure everyone's involved. So when you do that and you don't have, you know, hierarchy in your team, everyone, you know, is pushing the same way, pulling the same way, um, that allows for a team to come together. And, you know, like I said, it was, you know, Ty Bauer, Siona, Davidson, Thomas Millich, you know, those guys are all such good leaders that it allows our team to, to become as close as they are. And it, it is, honestly, it's like a family. It's one of the, you know, this year's team and last year's team are some of the closest teams I've ever seen in my life. Bill Ford joins us. I'm the sports leader, TSN twelve sixty, a GM of the Seattle Thunderbirds. You don't see Winnipeg very often at all. So uh, now you have a, a team. It's it's obviously a long travel, uh, but uh, it is a WHL final, so you do get to fly, which makes it uh, infinitely better because that'd be a brutal uh, uh, bus trip from Seattle all the way to uh, to, to Winnipeg. Tell. Uh, for a lot of people that cover the dub a lot closer than I am, everybody's like, hey, these were the two best teams in the regular season. A lot of people thought they were going to collide. How do you feel you match up against the ice? Yeah, I think it's, it, like you said, it's two very good hockey teams that have, you know, I think along with Kamloops have been the, the teams people have talked about all season that we're eventually going to meet. And um, I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be interesting. You know, the last time we played them, uh, they had guys coming off uh, the World Junior Experience. We you know, we didn't have uh, Doc Lambert Gunther in the lineup yet. Um, so it, it's going to be, I think there'll be a little bit of a feeling out process, but it's two very good, well-coached teams that are that have a lot of depth. So um, I think we match up well, but I, like I said, I think we match up well uh, against any team, and I'm sure, you know, they feel the exact same way. It's, uh, it's, it's two big dogs going at it, so it, it'll be exciting. 
joined by Bill LaForge, general manager of Seattle Thunderbirds here on the Gregor Show on TSN 1260. Bill, uh, driving time is 23 hours between Seattle and Winnipeg. Is there some kind of accommodation that the league makes to help you guys out? Yeah, we uh, we got to go on a chartered plane yesterday, so we got in last night. Um, you know, the league does that along with our our teams and our owners, so it's uh, it's a lot easier than the the tri- trek back we made in uh, January. That's for sure. <laughs> oh yeah. Now, when you make that trek, um, how often is the GM on that bus? You know what? I've uh, I've done it two out of the three times I didn't do it this year uh, it was a little close to to the deadline and there was just okay. lots of stuff going on so I didn't do it but I, I'm not scared of it I, I actually enjoy the the time on the bus uh, I think it's you know it's a good time to get to know the kids even a little bit better and, and hang out with everybody so I, I'm not scared of it uh, my back's getting a little sore as I get older but uh, <laughs> no it, it's not bad it's not bad at all Bill, I remember when I talked to you when you got the job in Seattle, and you know, you, I remember you know chatting with you way back when, when you know you were scouting, and, and you have worked your way up every level with a lot of hours in, and uh, you know, in the WHL, you know, a lot of players want to move on. What about a WHL GM? Do you have aspirations of going pro? And if so, you talk to guy. How like how does it work for for a GM in the dub? Is it you know? Do you feel like hey, I want to be a GM in the NHL? Do you have to be an assistant GM? Is there a a plan? Not saying you're ready to leave or not, but you know, if you look at other things, how does it go for a GM after you put in this much time? Yeah, I mean that's that's an interesting question. I, I haven't really paid a whole bunch of uh, attention to it. I'm super happy where I am. I you know I'm fortunate to work for great people and and live in a great part of the world. Um, but obviously I think you, you look at it and anything that comes across your desk, you, you have a good look and talk to the people close to you. And, you know, my daughters are, uh, in high school now. So, you know, there would be a conversation with them. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of things. It would probably be, uh, you know, some sort of, you know, scouting or assistant general manager role. Uh, but I, again, I haven't given it any thought to be quite honest with you. Uh, just with the age my kids are right now, I think it'd be tough to uproot them again. I, I did it once and they they enjoyed it, so it would have to be something pretty special to look at. But I couldn't be happier where I'm at, and so I guess that's the best way to answer for me at this time. No, no, that's fair. I'm always just kind of curious about the progression of, of that. And um, now I saw one of your young goaltenders in, in your organization, who, of course, um, you know, the uh, Silent Ice uh, owns Seattle, also owns the Saints. And uh, you know, he had one of your young 16-year-old goaltenders who, who got into AJHL playoff games. So you know, huge opportunity. Where, when you look at this year, I know as a GM you're focused on winning now, but you have the WHL draft today, and you're always kind of looking ahead to next year. How big of a of a rebuild do you expect it to be in Seattle? I, I don't really expect it to be a rebuild. Um, okay. You know, if you look at our team going forward next year, uh, both our goalies are eligible to be back, and they were one two in the league this year. Uh, we'll lose two defensemen. Uh, Nolan Allen and Prokop, but we still have Korchinski. We'll, um, you know, still have Jeremy Hansel, who was, I think he's plus 100 right now on the season. So, uh, he's a pretty good player. And then, you know, we have two really good young defensemen or three really good young defensemen behind them. So you, you're returning five defensemen. Uh, and then up front, you still have, you know, Sachin and Myadovic are both going to be very high picks this year. Um, you know, there's, so there's lots of depth there as well. Braden Coots, we're really excited about. 
uh, costs are done, we're very excited about. So we're still going to have a lot of players. Jordan Gustafson uh, will still be with us for, for you know, at least another year or so. We still have a lot of players coming back. I don't think we'll have a big retool or, or rebuild. I think that, uh, you know, our plan here was to be good and good for a long time. And I, I think we're we're on that track right now. I mean, we traded a lot of draft picks, but we, we made sure the cupboard was pretty full before we did that. And uh, I have tremendous uh, faith in my scouting staff that, you know, I, some of the best picks when I was a scout that I ever made were in rounds four, five, and six. And I think these guys are capable of doing that as well. So. I'm uh, I'm confident that we're not going to take a, a huge step. Are you going to be, you know, the number one or number two ranked team in the CHL every year? Probably not, but I, I think we're going to be a playoff team and we'll give ourselves a chance to win every night. Awesome stuff, Bill. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, the WHL final, best of luck, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Appreciate it. That's uh, Bill LaForge. GM of the Seattle Thunderbirds, man, they got a really good team. And you know, Kevin Korchinski, I would assume if Chicago is like they're not remotely trying to rush that guy at all. Why would you, right? He's uh, he doesn't turn 19 until uh, June. I would uh, I would keep him right in there. You know, let him go to the NHL camp, get some exhibition games in. But I think they would be uh, they would be smart to to keep him in junior for another year, no question about it. So, and uh, if he comes back, hey, you got a pretty dominant defenseman on the back end. For sure. So uh, you watch. You mentioned his goaltenders. They got lots of depth in that organization. So we'll see. Uh, we got a lot of texts wondering: Is there any update yet on uh, Alex uh, Petrangelo? Uh, no. I, I was told you. Um, I expect the announcement sometime in the five o'clock hour Edmonton time. Uh, the meeting uh, was it around three o'clock, give or take, three o'clock Edmonton time. Then it's about an hour, an hour and a half, and then they will make the decision. So. Um, I think Strads and I both agree, like, one game's a no-brainer. I actually think it should be more, but uh, we will see. It'll definitely be at least one. We'll come back with five questions on the Jason Greger Show, presented by PlayAlberta.ca. 447 uh, NHL also announced today, Hellebuck, Sorokin, and uh, Linus Allmark are the finalists for the Vesna Trophy. Uh, no real surprise there at all. I, I think that was pretty much what... Uh, what most people thought would be the uh, the three finalists this year. Hellebuck, very good season. Sorokin, very good season. But um, I think Linus Allmark is uh, winning the uh, Vesna this year. I would say it's a slam dunk in my eyes that he wins it. I, like, I think there's some more. McDavid's winning the heart. Um, I think he's winning the Vesna. I think Carlson should win the Norris, but uh, we'll see what happens there. Um, Bergeron's probably winning the Selkie. Now the Lady Bing, that one's uh, up in there. But I don't think there's a like there wasn't really hotly contested ones. I guess there's a chance maybe the uh, the Carlson one. We'll see. Let's get to five questions now. Brought to you by the Brick during the Brick's tent sale. You can score huge savings with their amazing tent sale special. Save up to nineteen hundred dollars on sofas and sectionals, and for five days only, get mattresses starting at. $149. Don't mess these deals uh, right now at the brick. The brick.com. I don't understand it. I don't understand it at all. It's time for five questions on the Jason Greger Show. Help me understand. Five questions. Same, same. Question number one. We've seen teams win 5-1 in this series twice, then lose momentum in the next game. Uh, 
How do you think the Oilers can ensure the momentum stays with them this time? The attention to details on defense, and that's not just defensive, but away from the puck, on the rush, understanding where you have to be. Don't give up inside position. Don't give up the good ice, as people like to say. Well, I think the one thing, Edmonton, they stuck to their game plan, number one. And, uh, you know, I thought the key, because remember, they've scored first in all four games. But in game one and game three, they didn't hold on to that lead for a minute. They completely relaxed. And shifts after goals are extremely important. Last night, the owners not only played well in those shifts, they dominated in the shifts after they scored. Literally just basically, oh, Vegas is down. Now we're just going to kick them while they're down. So to me, Edmonton has done a good job of being proactive early in games. You play well and don't allow Vegas any life right after goals. I think they'll have much more success. Question number two for the one game. Uh, how big of a loss do you think Darnell Nurse is for this team? And how do you expect the blue line to perform without him? Well, hey, for one game... If your team falls apart without one guy, then they're not that good. So I, I think the defense will, will be all right. There, there's going to be some moments here. I'll say this. I'd be surprised if they only allow one goal. Yeah, it's well said. I mean, it's, the, the problem is that everyone gets, you know, not everyone, but people get moved up. And now not only are you less strong on your top pairing, you're also less strong on your third pairing. So it's really two pairings are being affected. Uh, and that's 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 the challenge, right? So... Uh, but it's going to be the same. I'm anticipating for both teams. Both teams are losing their most important defensemen, so both teams will be in the exact same spot. So you know, like I called the, I think I called the three-one win yesterday. Um, so I think the next game, if both are out, I would expect that to go up. And I think if probably looking at over six and a half goals at least. Question number three. So in percentages, what are the chances the Maple Leafs can find a way to come back and win the series after winning last night? I'd put it right around 0%, maybe 0.5%. Um, you know, to, to, to beat that team four times in a row is going to be a real challenge, and I don't think that uh, it's going to happen. So 0.5% chance, Canadian. Yeah, I'll go 0.0% chance. Um, I know it's a – and that's the whole point is you, you want to believe if you're a fan, as you should. But uh, I, don't, uh, I don't see it happening. Not looking good. Okay. The NFL schedule is being released today. Should be in the next 10 minutes. The teams will put out their videos, things of that nature. Of the league so far, is there a game you're most looking forward to? I'm more so looking forward to the videos. I'll say the <laughs> NFL teams. Like, the videos that they come out with, man, are unbelievable. Like, honestly, they're classic. So, um, is there a game I am... It's ah, a good question, Cons. Uh, yeah, I don't... I have to say no. There's not one game where I'm like, oh, my goodness, I have to watch the, uh, that game. But I guess I'll go with the uh, the Lions and uh, and Casey because uh, Casey will uh, raise another banner. I, I don't get how why this is such a drawn-out process. We pretty much know the, the schedules. Just tell us. Like, I, don't, I don't get why this happens like that. I, I, the NFL does so many things well, and I'm not saying this is wrong. I just don't understand why they do it. But the game I'm watching, Giants-Eagles, Christmas Day. 2.30 p.m. Edmonton time. Should be a fun one. Question number five. Today is National Technology Day. What piece of technology that you own would you say is your favorite? Not really a tech guy. I'm not a tech guy. 
Um, but the one thing I, I find that I use, well, there's probably quite a few I used unknowingly, but I love that when I go for a bike ride, it can track my, my path, where I go, how fast I'm riding. I like that. That's that's one that I, one piece of tech I go out of my way to use. Who helps you use it? <laughs> my uh, great two-year-old neighbor. <laughs> uh, what is my favorite piece of technology? Um, well, I, I'm not a huge tech guy. Like, I, like so, what would classify as technology for me? I have a phone. I have a laptop. I have Fitbit. Uh, I, I just got wireless uh, headphones, which I which I quite like. I'll probably go with my Fitbit because I find it it makes me you know be active more than I might have on other days. Where all of a sudden it's like, oh geez, I got to get to ten thousand steps. So suddenly it's eight o'clock at night. I'll go for a few walks around the the lake just to get in my steps. So I'll go with the Fitbit. Cons, what about you? Yeah, I mean, I think saying cell phone be a little too broad. So uh, with my cell phone, I'm a huge fan of the old Google Maps, uh, the GPS. It's kind of similar to to Stray, I guess, in a way. But, you know, just knowing the fastest way to get places. I don't know the city as well as I should if I have to leave the west or the south. If I'm going northeast, uh, Sherwood Park, St. Albert, just knowing what's going on. And then, you know, a little red lines if there's traffic or congestion. It's just nice to have that. So i got to say the old GPS is pretty good. All right. Uh, I, I'm curious for listeners, like, what is, I like that, hey, guys, definitely the garage door opener. Do you want to be going out in minus 40 opening your garage all the time? Not this guy. <laughs> you know, well said. Um, I never had, uh, well, I had a garage for a brief time. So I was because growing up on the farm, well, we had a, a garage, but I never parked in it because um, my parents did. So then when I, my first place that uh, I lived didn't have a garage. Then we had a house on White Ave where it had a garage, not heated or anything. So it was like a garage. The benefit was, I guess, you didn't have to scrape your car for a few times, but there wasn't an automatic door or anything like that. So I didn't use it. I found it was like, it was the, when it was minus 40, but then we had two roommates. He so had a flipped coin. So some guy would get it for one week. And if your week happened to be the, the minus 40 week, you were lucky. Everything else was like, whatever. So I've never really had a full-time garage until I got older. And so I guess, cause I was always used to opening the door. It never really bothered me. So, um, but I could see why if, if you were lucky enough to have a garage for most of your time, you'd get it. But as a kid, like even at the farm, when we had a garage, I still had to get out of the car and lift the door. We didn't have an automatic garage door opener as a kid. So yeah, that's not one that, uh, that I really, uh, like I like it, but not great. We got a lot of votes. Hey guys, led Christmas lights. Oh, I have those. And, uh, I'm with you, man. They are unreal. Never have to put Christmas lights uh, on again at all. So uh, um, Astoria Lighting, uh, that is, that's a very good one. I could get on board with that one. Yeah, that is a good one. Hey, guys, is automobile technology? <laughs> well, I guess in theory, but, you know, you I- yeah, I think the question is more not about new the age. Like since we, yeah, since since we've been, since although I guess the, you know the the Tesla is fairly new. Yeah, I, I, right. And now, I like there are like there are things with my car, like you know how you have like the automated cruise control. I do love that. When I'm on the highway and it speeds up, if, if I get you know I set the distance I don't want to be, I always have three car lengths for the car in front. Boom, I 
cruise will slow down. Once the jabroni gets out of the fast lane, then I can speed up automatically. I do like that. So that's new. That's a technology thing in a car. I can get on board with that. Not used to it. My Apple Pay tap is awesome. No need to get your wallet uh, like when I was a kid. See, I, I don't use any. I, I, I can't do that. I tap my Visa, and I'll carry some cash around, but I, I just I can't do that, Grace. I can't have that app on my phone. I just can't. I can't. I don't think I'll ever have that. I you have you, it? Oh, God, no. Dude, I, 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 finally, I finally got, like, a banking app on my phone to do e-transfers. <laughs> so I, I don't even have that. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, I have phone numbers on there, and I don't, you know, you take it, no problem. You look at my emails. I've got nothing, like, what am I hiding? An email yeah, you're ban- I'm with you. Yeah, but yeah. now I have it, like, eye recognition and stuff, so my banking thing. So even if someone got my phone, they couldn't get into it. Good point. Yeah, so... But I, uh, I, you know me, Strutty. I love cash. I love carrying cash. I still enjoy it. I'll never, until I guess they eliminate cash, which I hope they never do in my lifetime. I love carrying cash. It's just something about it. I look at my wallet every day, and I, know, I see it. My Visa is just like this piece of plastic. I get that it's funny, but I don't know. I don't get the same, I don't get the same thrill out of it. No, I'm with you. Holding something about holding cash. It is, I do like it. I'm with you. Hey, boys, best technology is the new driver. Now I can hit the ball even further into the next fairway from Dylan. (laughs) Well said, Dylan. Well said. It is true. The advancements in golf technology is is pretty good. So cheating, but good. Guys, when's the announcement coming? I would guess sometime this hour for Petrangelo. We will uh, tell you once we see it. Let's get to uh, the con man, a sports center update brought to you by Edmonton Kubota. Hey, speaking of technological advancements, man, you got the self-driving tractors. Are you kidding me? Those are a game changer. You got your hectares and hectares of land. It's pretty good. They got everything. All the bells and whistles on any tractor lawnmower you need at EdmontonKubota.com.